0: First of
1: all, listen, uh, it's interesting about all these young guys today. They never call on us and say, hey, thanks for the kind word and tell me how great a player I am. But when they play like crap and we call them out, they, we don't know what we're talking about. Listen, I'm easy to find. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is your host, Nathan Snow of Big Nate Sports Talk Podcast. I hope you're all having a great week. Happy Friday. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all staying safe. Hope the day was good. Hope you're all ready for the weekend. Uh, this is episode eight, season 11 of the podcast. Um, in this episode, we are preview giving our outlook for the MLB playoffs postseason. But uh, before we get into this, there's I want to say up front, <clears throat> um, be on the lookout for the uh, Commanders and Ravens previews for week five, painfully. And uh, Maryland Terrapins preview as well, football. Um, if you have not seen other episodes, please check those out already. Thank you for the new subs. I appreciate you. Um, as far as the episodes being uploaded on Spotify, uh, I have been behind on that. I will get those uploaded up as soon as possible. So be, please be patient with me as we are progressing Moving, progressing slowly but efficiently. Um But I cannot do this episode alone. I brought a very special guest with me. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of Let's Talk Football, the roundtable. I want the smoke. Nicholas Rosario is joining me. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Nicholas Rosario Jr. to Big Nate Sports Talk Podcast.
0: Hey. What's up, Nate? How are you? What's going on, Nick? How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. It's Friday night, you know. I'm here in uh, chi Town, enjoying the cool October weather, but uh, not too bad today. We had a nice 50 degree day with sunshine, so pretty good stuff, you know. I'm just, uh, as they say, hanging and banging and ready to talk some baseball. So, That's thank well, you for having you. me on the program, sir. That's right. Well, thank, you.
1: thank you, thank you for taking the time and joining me this evening. I do appreciate you for that. Thank you. No um, problem, man. You're welcome. It's been one interesting season. Um, we got to 162 games um, in the midst. Yes, we did. <laughs> in the midst of the yes, strike, um, I, I was very concerned. I didn't think there would be baseball. We got what well, we were, we're at 100 days, and then and God came to their senses, like oh, we're going to play ball. Um, oh yeah. No. So really quick, uh, we're going to start off with retirements as of recently. Um, we had some retirements throughout the season, but three that stuck out to me the most, uh David Price, Kurt Suzuki, and Stephen Voget. Uh David uh, Price, we all know he went to that school in Vanderbilt. Um Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Rays, Boston Red Sox, Dodgers. Uh, great pitcher. Uh if if you have if you my feet at the fire, I think he was definitely the definition of an all-star. Um what you, what, are, what is your fondest memory of David Price?
0: Hmm, David Price, probably the one oh man. And I know, I know. I hope I don't mess this up because I'm pretty sure this is the right memory. But you know, I'm getting older, Nate, and I'm trying to. You know, I get my stuff mixed up sometimes. But there was a, a playoff game where he pitched a masterpiece. Maybe a couple years ago, I believe it was for Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And I, I was why I remember while I was watching the game. I'm pretty sure it was David Price, but he pitched like seven, eight, just like magnificent innings in a playoff game. And I just thought, man. It's a shame because he started to fall off in the last few years in terms of just being able to really be productive in the way that he mm-hmm. should have been. But overall as a career, yeah, David Price, I think will go down. I mean, again, he he's probably not hall of fame, David right. Price, but he had a good career and I, I don't think he should be disappointed at all with the career he had. So, but overall, yeah, David Price, like I said, a few memories, but, uh, Again, uh, that, that one playoff game sticks for some reason sticks out in my head as far as that goes. Right.
1: right. Um, my finest memory, David Price, is I got to see him three times in three different teams. Oh, um,
0: they, uh, they're right. There you go. i in Tampa.
1: I know you played for Detroit for a couple two seasons. Then went to yeah. Toronto, Boston. Um, he's with L.A. Um, even though he didn't, the year they won the World Series, he didn't actually, he did not play a single game
0: um right correct that he wasn't on like technically on the roster or whatever for yeah yeah so season or whatever right i mean david P- i mean david
1: price is i would say probably one of the best left-handed pitchers i've seen i saw growing up uh, i think i agree what you said you know he's not hall of fame but you know five-time all-star champion uh cy young uh, I think he actually yeah. the American League and wins. I think one year. So
0: yeah, I mean, very possible. Yes.
1: When you look back on it, you go like, you wish you had a David Price on your team. Yep.
0: Well, for sure, he had some good runs. That's what I'm saying. Like it's 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 a good career. Nothing to be sad about or anything. But I do think it was his time. He had lost some effectiveness. You know, he just wasn't pitching as well as he had been in previous years. And you know, sometimes you just got to know when to hang him up, right? Yep. Like things yep. just aren't working, go on your way. And, and it's some guys stick around too long, some guys leave early. Yep. Just what i I think David Price left at the right time. So I happy for him. Hope he enjoys retirement. Like I said, uh, you know, he had a good career. So
1: yep. Uh next, uh, Kurt Suzuki. Uh, Suzuki. Former Major league <laughs> catcher uh, this year was with the Anaheim Angels. Um, it was actually interesting. They let him actually go on the field to get his uh final strike and they took him out for Max um, Strasi, that's his name. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, uh, my fondest memory of Kurt, uh, Kurt suzuki that uh, he was part of that. He hit the game-winning home run against the Mets when they were down. Oh, uh, okay. Um, they, they, it was crazy bottom of the ninth, ninth, uh, ninth inning game, and uh, he hit the game-winning home run. So, um, yeah, that's my fondest yeah, memory see, of Kurt Suzuki.
0: I, I don't know that I have a particular memory, but obviously I saw Kurt play. You know, because I am a White Sox fan, so you know American League would always come to. And I've seen the Angels a few times in the last few years, at you know at Comiskey Park, which that's what I still call it. Yep. Guaranteed rate, nothing, it's Comiskey <laughs> Park, buddy, always. But so I've seen, yeah, I've seen Suzuki a few times. You know, so we, you know, why? Because I always wanted to go see Otani. So I always went and saw the Angels play, because you know you always want to see Shohei yep. play, and, and it's. But anyways, you know, again, I I digress. Um, But you know, Kurt's another one. You know, as far as catchers as catchers go, you know, catching is a really tough position, man, because you you're on your feet. You know, you're bending your feet, your legs. You got to be in shape, Mm -hmm. you know. And then you still got to be able to run. You go up there and hit. You got to run the bases like it's. I've always had nothing but respect for catchers. So you know, Kurt, again, another guy who had a pretty decent career. You know, had a was with a couple of teams, but you know, I think Kurt will be. You know, it's funny because because there's so many guys. Honestly. Who play baseball from the minor leagues? Some guys get up, some guys go back down. They have those back and forth, you know, with, 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 with all the with 30 teams in baseball and 25 man rosters. I mean, there's so many guys who play baseball throughout the years. And Kirk would probably fall somewhere in the middle range of all those guys, mm-hmm. if we're being completely honest, right? Like, wasn't great, wasn't bad, somewhere average.
1: Yep. So average. he's probably
0: somewhere, you know, in the middle of of, you know, catchers in terms of that. But again, another guy who had a nice career. I'm sure he'll be happy with retirement. I'm sure, you know, less pressure on the knees. I'm sure he'll, you know, be able <laughs> to just enjoy whatever he's going to enjoy. Yes. But uh, you know, obviously not not the greatest Suzuki to ever play baseball, but that's okay. That's okay. Nevertheless, oh, yeah. still had a pretty good career, you know. Yep.
1: I agree with that. And um finally Stephen Voget. Um well, that's your guy, isn't it? <laughs> yes, um, he hit his. Ironically, nine when he started. Now was it nine years ago? He uh, okay. his, his, his his debut at bat was a home run, and his last at bat was a home run. Right, okay. And um, it was, was a home run. See. So
0: that's that's a beautiful yeah. moment.
1: Yep, and I, it was good to see. Um, it really it really made uh, put a, a smile on your face to hear his kids as he's walking to the plate call his name that was really cool. Yeah.
0: Um, Well, I'm glad they let him do that. Like, honestly, that's one of those things where you're like, that shows you organization sometimes because everybody likes to criticize organizations, right? When they don't do something right. Yep. Here's an example where an organization got it right. Mm -hmm. You know, you honor the guy who's given you nine, like you said, nine years in the big leagues, you know, let the kids introduce him. It's a great moment. Kids will never forget it. He'll never forget it. So yeah, that's a, that's a nice thing to do for a guy, you know, going out. Yep. I agree.
1: Two-time all-star. Wishing him all the best in his future endeavors, with endeavors post retirement. Um, we'll probably see him on
0: ESPN calling baseball games or something to watch. Never know. I agree. You never, know right, you. You never know. know. You never know. Those you know. guys always they always pluck guys who you know <laughs> played the game. Like, hey, eh, come on, let's do some announcing. Yep. Yep. Do, do some of that. the
1: guys that did retire. Um, Edwin Jackson, he retired before the season was over. Uh, what Tony Talk about a
0: journeyman. What yes. are you play? Like ten teams. I think I think like, he did stints won, with both the Cubs and the White Sox. Like Edwin Jackson's been everywhere. He even played for that us guy was over that, year. That, That's what i would say. Like the, Jackson's been everywhere. That guy's like he's the journeyman pitcher of like America or baseball just in general. Like just yep. everybody knows who Edwin Jackson is. He's like I said, he played at least ten different teams. So
1: yeah,
0: you gotta yep. give him. You gotta give him that. He had he had, a, he had a, probably a longer career than he probably should have. So you know, kudos to Edwin Jackson.
1: <laughs> I think he actually. I think he might have played four for fourteen because I think what's his name, Uh I don't like tell yeah,
0: Dottel. Yeah, I think he played yeah. for
1: thirteen. I think he played for thirteen. Games. Oh, did he? Did he break the records?
0: Did he beat him? Yeah, it was fourteen. Yeah, did he mis- beat him? I think, Yeah, I think oh, okay. it is. I
1: think Jackson played for fourteen. Okay. I think the last team. Look was at that. The, that's uh,
0: Tigers. I want to say that's almost half the teams in the in the, in the Major League Baseball. <laughs> So there you go. Exactly. Edwin's been everywhere. Exactly. He's probably got fourteen jerseys in his house too, one from every team, just hanging up somewhere. Or something. It
1: wouldn't surprise me. It really wouldn't surprise that's me. An
0: accompl- that's an accomplishment in and of itself. If you think about it. Play for Bobby, fourteen different on, teams. Buddy? Hey, Bobby, how you doing, buddy?
1: Yes. Now, we're
0: going to tra- tra- transition into
1: the most uh, the hot the hottest take so far <laughs> of, the post of of this season. Aaron Judge. Uh, is now the AL home run king surpassed Roger Maris right. and but for some unknown reason we're bringing up Barry Bonds' name you know is he the true home run king uh you know is that record you know is this is the now Aaron Judge's home run record is this the record talk to me nick like what like what, what are your thoughts
0: on this well you know it's it's an interesting thing because for the for you baseball purists out there, and I don't want to pretend like I'm hundred percent in that camp. I mean, I I love the way baseball used to be, but you're not gonna take the 70 away from Barry in that sense. The so, you know, you could be mad at him for for taking the PEDs. You can call him cheater, you can call him whatever you want. But the fact is his seventy home runs are on the record books. The same way Pete Rose's four hundred or four thousand one hundred and twenty two hits. are still the most in Major League Baseball. You can hate the person or not like the person or ban them from baseball, whatever, but their records still stay there. So as much as that's an accomplishment for Aaron Judge, and it is, you know, 61 home runs by Maris was an American League record, Mm -hmm. and he broke that. So I absolutely give Aaron Judge his props for that. But as you know, for some reason, baseball pundits always like to stir stuff up, you know, beat reporters and all that always have to put their two cents in. Well, but Barry Bonds hit 70. Well, yes, he did. And guess what? People cheered when Barry hit his 70 because it looked great hitting balls into the water at that San Francisco park there. Okay. <laughs> Everybody loved it. He hit balls into the water, you know, all the time. So, yes, you know, as much as I'm not, and I'll be honest, I'm not, I've met Barry Bonds. I don't know, not that I'm, I'm not trying to name drop, but. For those of you who may or may not remember this, there was a movie called Rookie of the Year that filmed in Chicago in 1992. It's the story yeah, of the I'm Cubs winning die. the World Series. Okay, right. Barry Bonds had a cameo in that movie where the kid strikes out Barry Bonds. I was there the day that Barry was there because I was an extra on the movie. So I got a, a quick, maybe five seconds to chat with Barry Bonds and say hello. This is what. This was skinny Barry when he was still with the Pirates. This was Pirates, early in his right, career. It right. was 92, right. This was skinny outfielder Barry Bonds, not <laughs> jacked up, you know, 280 Barry Bonds that you saw later on in his career. And, you know, he, he said hello. He was pretty fairly cordial. I just said, hey, Barry, I'm a big fan because I was. I love those early Pirate teams with Bobby Bonilla, Andy Van Slyke, and, you know, Barry mm-hmm. Bonds. So I just say, hey, Barry, I'm a big fan. Nice to meet you. He was very cordial. That was it. Five, ten seconds. We were done. But as, you know, as you find out about these things and again, you know, Barry was one of those polarizing figures because he didn't like to talk to the media. But if you think about it, you guys gave him a reason not to talk because all you did was bring the guy down. Like, let's be honest. Every time they talked about Barry Bonds, it was something negative. And again, you know, and Bobby has a point. It wasn't like Barry was the only one taking the juice. Right, right. There was many guys, pitchers included, let's not forget Roger Clemens, who were taking this stuff. And that's the problem I have sometimes with MLB. You act like you didn't know this was going on, and you're outraged at the fact that this happened, but yet you knew it was going on. And everybody was doing it at that time. That's the steroid era. That's what they call it, right? Yes. Steroid era. So don't try to come to me now and be like, well, no, I'm not. I'm, no, you let it happen, and it happened. Barry hit seventy home runs, seven hundred sixty. Like he broke the home, he broke Hank Aaron's record. Yep. What are you gonna do? You can't take the home runs back. You he can't. hit them. Like however you want to look at, it, like you know, the fact is he hit them, and so those are the records, and that's what stands. Yes, we should honor Aaron Judge and, and give him his his props for what he did, but at the same time, you had just had to know that Barry Bonds was going to come up. Yes. And that's going to get people talking all over again. And so now you have this whole thing with, oh, but he was juiced. Oh, but he did that. Oh, but he did this. Well, what are you going to do? It I happened. Agree. The record counts. He hit him. Because to me, here's the thing, too. And I, I'll try to wrap this up. I don't want to take too much. Don't take, no, no. Take your it, time. It, 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 it still takes a lot of talent to hit a baseball. Okay? I don't know. I mean, I know everybody's like, oh, that seems easy. I could do it. I played Little League for seven seasons. And there were times I had trouble hitting the ball because – You have to be able to see the ball to hit it, okay? Hand-eye coordination is key with trying to hit a baseball. So here's a man, and again, Barry was a great baseball player. Let's not forget that. You know, the juice thing notwithstanding, and whether you thought he was a nice guy or not, that doesn't really matter. Barry could play baseball. Yes, at the end he was more of a designated hitter or like he played the outfield, whatever, you know, but (sighs) Barry was what he was, okay? And whether you liked them or not, you had to respect the game that he had. Yep. I mean, right? Like, look at the strike here in 94. Everybody left baseball. People were disgusted. These guys are greedy. Yada yep. yada yada. And what brought them back to baseball? Two run. big, two big mm-hmm. giant dudes, one playing on the north side of Chicago, the mm-hmm. other one playing in St. Louis, McGuire, chasing 70 so, so. home runs yeah. themselves. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And everybody was so excited. That whole year with these guys racing and, you know, they're hugging every time they play each other and they're each trying to one up each other with home runs in the same game and all that stuff. And that's what brought it back. That's what, you know, that's what, that's the thing too. Baseball fans, you can't have it both ways, guys. You really can't. You're a baseball fan. You have to love the game. Whether you think it's juiced, not juiced, whether you think the ball's wound tighter or not wound tighter, whatever you think. Baseball is a game that I've always loved personally. And I take the good with the bad when it comes to baseball because as a fan, you have to just like with any other sport, everything is not going to be great. Okay. It's just not, things are going to go wrong. Things are going to happen. You're not going to like this. You're not going to like that, whatever the deal is. But the fact remains I'm a baseball fan and I always will be. So watching Aaron Judge do what he did, I was excited. You know, watching Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire live doing that. It was great for baseball. Okay. Mm -hmm. Whether it was juiced or not, it was just, it brought people back to baseball. And when people, and when Barry was hitting his, all eyes were on him, like you said, ESPN always did cut-ins. Barry's going for this. Barry's going for that. Right. Same with Judge. Will he hit sixty-two? Will he not hit sixty-two? At Sports Center, they cut it if the Yankees were playing. It's a story, guys. It is what it is. It what's make it. It's what makes baseball what it is. And I just think that you know you have to take the good with the bad with baseball, and just enjoy it. It's a game. In, in the grand scheme of things, it's a game. And we all have our – thing. you know, that's, that's really all I have to say. Like I said, I don't want to no. overextend what I'm trying to say. But just enjoy it. Give judges props. You know, they're going to mention Bonds fine. But at the same time, you know, Judge now has the American League record for home runs. The Yankees are probably going to go far in the playoffs if not, you know, play in the World Series and possibly win it. So yep. enjoy that. Enjoy your judge. You know, Barry Bonds is what he is.
1: Judge, doing it 61 years after Maris, hitting 62 in, in the game, made that record 99-61. to The baseball guy's <laughs> base. that's base. They tell you, don't mess with the
0: gods, right? The gods are yes. always there, aren't they? The baseball yes, guys, are, you know, don't no, mess with them.
1: I, I, I mean, you, you, you hit it right on the head with everything. Like, I, I didn't see Barry Bonds when he was in Pittsburgh. I saw him when he was in San Francisco. Um Correct, right. Like, unfortunately, like, one thing, like, I've noticed <laughs> is, is that, we have a hard time letting go of the past, like whatever, like he, oh. whether he, whether he, he took something or not, we have to move on from that. League baseball benefit benefited mm-hmm. off, like you said, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and again, you know, let's not forget, there were seasons the year they went on strike that were completely taken away. You know, Frank Thomas, mm-hmm. for example, uh, yes. should have been MVP that year. Um, I think Tony Gwynn was on pace,
0: um yeah Tony, they were on fire that year yeah, exactly
1: on pace to, I think the Padres were on pace to win very many games I mean so many things were like taken away from certain individuals um, mm-hmm.
0: I just Yeah like it. my my ability to see the White Sox play the Yankees at Yankee Stadium in 94 I actually was <laughs> in New York in I know I was I was in New York in 94 I moved there in August of 94 uh I that we can get into that story some other time as to why I moved there but they the Sox were scheduled to play the Yankees in September At Mm -hmm. Yankee Stadium and I had thought about going and then the strike happened and I wasn't able. I was robbed of the opportunity and, of course, never got the opportunity to go to the actual Yankee Stadium, the old one, because now there's a new one. And I was kind of disappointed by that, that I was a little mad at baseball because I got missed my opportunity to see the Sox play the Yankees in Yankee Stadium, which for me would have been a great thing. But, yeah, so, I mean, there's things like that. The strike really did put a damper on baseball for a few years until, again... The home run ball home came run back, them. and everybody was excited.
1: But I think I think it was I think it's also too. Uh, the to, to kind of give guys like Mike Piazza, Ken Griffey Jr., Frank Thomas, and others. You know their flowers too. Like oh yeah, Ken Griffey. You know in Seattle, Mike Piazza when he was with the Dodgers, then went to the Mets. Frank Thomas when the White Sox. Like oh yeah, every, you know, the Atlanta Braves with Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz. Um, well, one of the best
0: pitching staffs ever, my friend. Yes, and only yes. and only one World Series for that. For all that, playoffs I, every year only got I, one one ring out of that. I, I have a conspiracy theory on that. <laughs> oh, do, do you now? What? We'll have to talk about that one day, Nate. because <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. with for a pitching
1: sure. staff like that, you should have at least they should have at least three championships. But
0: well, they they definitely should have. But again, we could talk about that another time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I mean, I agree. Um, the record is seventy three. We have to respect that. You yeah. um, yeah. can't take that away from from them. Um, like, it's just like for example, with Pete Rose being in the Hall of Fame. Like, yes, yeah. I understand with like the betting; it was illegal to do. But at the end of the day, you know, he's the hit king. You give him his respect. Yeah,
0: I mean, exactly. And and my thing with that is too. And I, again, real quick, I don't want to take all no, my take your time. Man. But but you you know. <laughs> They sit there and say, okay, Pete Rose is never going to get in the Hall of Fame. You know, Barry doesn't get voted in. Sosa's not voted in. McGuire's not voted in.
1: Alex You're mad at
0: all the, right? Well, A Rod, right? You're mad at all these guys, right? Because of the steroid thing. But it, again, in their era, everybody, a lot of people, okay, I should say everybody. I don't want to generalize that way. But it was very well known. And this is why everybody hated Canseco's book, because he told on all of them. Yes, he, he sure did. You know, Jose was ostracized right away because mm-hmm. he told dirty secrets. Yep. And whether you believe Jose or not, that that's a, that that's a, that's a matter. Code. Right. Right. There, there, you know, he broke it. He did. Like his, like I said, you don't – what happens in the locker room should stay in the locker, in the room, locker room, right? Room. That's one of those things. But, but Jose uh, said, no, I, I'm going to blow the roof off this. I read the book, and that's and the thing. Thing. I'm, I'm amazed at some okay, of the see, things. I, I did not, sad. but you read, yeah.
1: But some of the things that were said in that book. I, I still can't yeah. i just can't um, <laughs> that he it, 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 it was uh, to me it was more to me for money you know what you know what okay, it, okay. When no, someone it, writes, when someone a, writes a book that's something that's gonna be controversial mm-hmm. so people are going to be like oh oh yeah really like like that's what it came across to me
0: no no I get that but if you read between the lines there's some truth to what jose said I believe right right and I don't think anybody would be surprised if some of the things he said in that book we're proven to be true. Right. But again, it's not something you should talk about, and that's why everybody got mad. Yeah, But that's my point. It's like you're not going to vote these guys in, but you're going to keep their records up there and have other players try to attain those records. Does I that agree. make sense to anyone? Nope. Honestly. Again, whether you agree or not, whether you think, you know, Sosa and McGuire are, are, you know, a-holes or whatever, the fact of the matter is they resurrected baseball at a time when baseball desperately needed them. And these guys hit over 600 home runs each. Yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, it, regardless of if they're juicing or not, that's an accomplishment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whether, I mean, again, because you still have to hit the ball. There's coordination involved. You know, you could say, ah, well, that guy's served. No, people were not serving it up to them. Maybe towards the end a little bit maybe. But, again, nobody was personally going, yeah, I want Sammy to get the record. I'm just going to throw him some meatballs. So we can hit him over. But, you know, these guys legit. You know, and again, I remember Sammy when he played on the White Sox. He was a skinny right fielder. Oh, my God. Who, you know, he was like Barry Bonds. He was like Barry Bonds, like literally. They, they they were almost identical in size both times, at the beginning of the career and at the end of their career. They looked like each other. Oh, because I so never-
1: Sammy Sosa in
0: an uniform, and I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> okay, well, we don't have to. He's also been three different shades, but that's another story all entirely. But my point is – exactly you you look like a neapolitan ice cream at one point i'm telling you it was pink white and he was dark white and then pink i don't know what happened to Sammy, but anyways the point is that yeah you know you're going to keep these guys records but yet you're going to admit them from the hall of fame does that make any sense to anyone honestly Mm -hmm. regardless of what they may have done their transgressions whatever you feel about it i mean come on i agree it's just it's ridiculous to me in terms of the way baseball treats it. like they don't you know like it's the black that I don't mean black like that, but I mean like the stepchild of you know it's the black mark on baseball. Oh, these guys are you know they did this. Well, no yeah. man, like ridiculous. It, it is ridiculous. I just yeah.
1: I, I, I just, digress. I'm, I'm still I'm just really quick before we move into the subject. I'm still mad because <laughs> that year we got him. It was the 2005 season. Sammy Sosa. Okay. We traded him for Jerry yeah. Harrison Jr. and um, oh, Mike yeah. something. And. <laughs> Mike fort Fort T- tenon i think that was his name uh, like okay oh he's Mike fuck fine no, that's what it is and he's playing hmm. like rafael palmero on that squad oh. yeah uh i'm not, i'm not letting that go i'm sorry i can't
0: okay no that's that's fine that was painful i mean there was there was some palmero drama with the cubs but we could talk about that another time too right. so why he was treated yeah <laughs> we're going to move to the next Anywho. subject
1: um, Albert Pujols hit, hit 700, over 700. Well, now career 702. Let me correct. 702, me. right? Yeah. Uh, career home, career home runs. How will you remember Albert Pujols?
0: Well, I've had the opportunity, having been an employee at Wrigley Field, on two separate occasions. I've been seeing Albert Pujols since 2001 when he debuted. You know, I've seen him a couple times a year. And I will always have great memories of Albert in that sense. And I'll tell you, even though he's a car, you know, again, I know people say, you know, for those who don't understand, White Sox, I am a White Sox fan. I don't hate the Cubs. Let's just clear that up. I do work at Wrigley Field in the summertime. You know, it's my part-time job. I love it. I love being at the ballpark. So I've seen Albert Pujols a ton since 2001, okay? This is a guy. And again, he's a big guy. You know, people have, have whispered over the years, oh, is he on the juice? Is he the I don't believe it. I'll be honest. I think Albert is just one of those guys who played the game right. The guy always just, I mean, the guy's a monster at the plate, you know, big first baseman. It just the guy had a great career. Okay. He's at seven hundred and two home runs. You you don't hard to find anybody who says a bad word about Albert. You know, in anything in the press and his teammates, great locker room guy. Everybody loves him. You know all that stuff. Um, you know, obviously, spent many years with the Cardinals and went to the Angels. Spent what ten, eleven years there. And so, I mean, this guy, everybody loves Albert Pujols. So I don't know. I don't know how you can't. I'll put it that way. I don't know how you can't. This guy did everything right. He just played the game hard. You know, nose down. You know, all that, all the cliches you can think of. You know, Albert Albert was just that guy. And I think I agree. to retire is great. You know, he's going to retire with 702 home runs. You know, he's a career somewhere to, what, 70, 80 hitter, whatever it is. 299
1: so, I now, I think it is.
0: Is it, is it really close to 300? Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if mm-hmm. he was that close to 300, but I knew he was up there. And it's like, yeah, all-star multiple times, home run champ. Like, yeah, I, Now, this is a great career. Let's put it this way. This is what separates Albert from a bunch of guys. He had a great career. And it spanned, what, 20 years? 2001 was his debut. So 21 years in the majors. So 21 years in the majors. I mean, you just got to tip your hat to the guy. There's nothing else you can say. Like, this guy, just a great ball player. Like, that's, you know. So, yeah, I mean, hats off to Albert. Enjoy retirement. You're only, what, forty something years old, early 40s. So, Enjoy life, my friend. Uh, you know, bon voyage. Whatever you do, but yeah, uh, love Albert Pujols. Always have. As a matter of fact, he was on the cover of my favorite uh, PlayStation Two game. Oh, he was MVP on MVP two thousand three, two thousand three. It was my. Fa- I played that game to death. It's you know, it had scratches on it and everything. I'd still try to play it. Uh, <laughs> best game for best game for PlayStation Two to me was MVP Baseball. I used Albert to, Pujols was on the I cover. Had, I didn't have but MVP
1: yeah. Baseball, but I had uh, All Star Baseball. Two thousand two, yeah, sure. three, and four. I yeah. hated the Cardinals okay. on the, those on those games. I mean, the, the offense was just, just crazy. JD Drew, Jim Edmonds. Yeah. Oh, that. You, <laughs> you.
0: Well, that's why they won in two thousand four. Finally, mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I mean. Like when you look at that team, and of course, hey, who was their manager? Tony La Russa. Tony La Russa. Well, there you go. Yeah. Break the Cardinal curse, baby. That was a great team. But yeah.
1: Yes. Um. How I remember how I will remember Albert Pujols. Um. <laughs> I Think just a guy who just kept his head down, just was ready to work every day. Um, yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: I mean, he just showed it every all the when he, he from his time at St. Louis and even with Anaheim, even though in my this is just how I feel. I think he should have stayed in St. Louis. Uh, I feel like the Anaheim, the Anaheim Angels wasted his career, um, a little bit, in my yeah, opinion, a little
0: bit, yeah, a little um, bit.
1: I mean, my fondest memory is when he hit the three home runs against the Texas Rangers in the, uh, okay. in, the in the playoffs. Uh, that's my fondest memory. Um, but I think also too, really, just getting to see him get to 700. Uh yeah. I think that's even better. Like, oh, for sure. Like it's it's, it's just that, weird, you know, like when guys like when guys with him, like him for example, him for example, uh, David Ortiz, Todd Helton, like. When they've played for a franchise as long as like they have, it's just weird you won't see mm-hmm. them on the on the team next year.
0: And, right, I got you. Um,
1: Albert Pujols is definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer, in my opinion.
0: Uh, I I agree with that statement.
1: Yes, I think he's going to go down as one of the best Cardinal greats. Um, you know, he's going to be right Easily. there with Oz, Ozzy Smith. Um, oh, sure. So I many. So many other cardinal greats, uh, Stan the Man, Stan uh, Musial, yeah, Band man. So there's definitely a lot he's done for the Cardinals. Um, but I'm just glad he's actually got to be a part of this team because uh, I still think this team is actually surprising people, um, led by the MVP uh, for the NL, whether well, it's an no MVP called yeah. Goldschmidt, um, Goldschmidt, yes. And I just I, I'm I'm happy for Albert, and I can't wait to see him in about in five years at Cooperstown. I yeah, wait. so it should um, be a good time. It just—it's weird because he—I know he surpassed Big Ruth in RBIs, but I—I I feel like I feel like it, it's like it, it was—I feel like this was a close. This was a, an ending chapter for him.
0: Yeah, finish your career well, when you started. It yes, yeah, it's good. It's good to, that he went back to St. Louis for that. I agree with that for that last year. I, yeah. I think that's great. I think that's great.
1: But uh, if, but he going to the angels. That was that was disgusting. Uh, <laughs> eh, I mean,
0: they gave they gave a lot of money, Nate. They gave a lot of so, money,
1: yeah.
0: but you know, I mean, it's
1: not, <laughs> this is not an indictment on him. But they only made no. The it's it's
0: of a business, money. brother. Yeah, well, again, it's the team around him too. You know, Albert couldn't do it himself. He's That's one of true. nine. I mean, you got you know you gotta. Sometimes you just gotta yeah, yeah
1: put a I team think, together. I'm just to say I think they just <laughs> wasted his talents.
0: So, yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I, I know what you're saying.
1: And then they had then they didn't want to pay him the 30 million
0: this year. <laughs> oh God. man. Well, he is, he is, he is. But yeah, I shout well, know, out when you got Mike Trout and Shohei Ohtani on your team, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Anything money, money, you don't, you don't right. You don't, uh, you know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: Um, we're gonna really quick um transition. Um, Mr. Nicholas Rosario is a Chicago White Sox fan, and painfully, uh, the White Sox did not make the wow, playoffs wow. this year. So I'm going to give Mr. Nick Rosario a smoke. <laughs> but oh, uh, thanks. the the Chicago White Sox finished. Hold on, we pull up the record really quick. Actually, 81 and
0: 81. I believe. Yes. 80, finished 500. 500 sorry. on the year.
1: What, what was that? What the hell was that? I'm sorry the H words and the D words aren't appropriate over the airwaves, but it's
0: going to be today. I I don't know how much more of this I can take. How in God's name. Nick, Yeah, I kind of felt like that, Stephen. A. That kind of sums up how I felt about the White Sox this year. Sure. I'm telling you.
1: So just talk about the season. What went right? What went wrong? What do you hope to see in the offseason changed? Well,
0: there were some things I liked. I mean, Dylan Cease came on this year that was really, you know, we had hoped Dylan would be a great arm for us, and he was this year. He was the ace of the staff, no doubt. Um, you know, you know, it's, it, it's funny because when you looked at this team at the beginning of the year, a lot of people, even pundit, there was a couple of people who predicted the Sox to get to the World Series, okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm very optimistic that at least we'll get past the first round of the playoffs this year. We'll make a run. You know, we'll make some noise. We were returning a lot of our, star- you know, a lot of our starters. Again, Dylan Cease was going to start for us. We had Kopech, Giolito, Lance Lynn. You know, I thought, yeah, hey, we're ready to roll. We got our pitching staff in order. And injuries happen. Some bad managerial thing. You know, here's the thing. Let me let me just clear this up right away. Tony LaRusso was hired as the manager last year, right? And everybody was like, And I believe me, I was not for it and not because I don't admire Tony or appreciate what he did as a manager in major league baseball. I just didn't think he was the right fit for this team. And there were times where you, you know, countless times actually. And again, being the, being the armchair coach that you just went, Tony, what are you doing? There was a time where he was like putting on a different lineup every day in terms of the order, in terms of guys playing positions. And you're like, there's no continuity here. You're just throwing stuff out there and hoping it sticks. Like, you know, and then guys are getting injured. So now you got to fill holes. And you're, like I said, there's like a different lineup every day. And you're just like, what are you doing? Like, this is not working. And then, unfortunately, you know, you never want anyone to have issues. But obviously, Tony had a heart issue. He had to step down. And so now he's done with baseball. Tony is retiring. So now this is the other thing. Now you have to find a new manager, right? Off season plan one, number one, we gotta find a manager. Now, in my opinion, and I don't know that Reinsdorf will do this, but I would hope Miguel Cairo would get the job. I think he did an admirable job when Tony left. And Miguel knows the team. He's been in the locker room a few years, knows the players, you know. Give the guy the opportunity to get the job. Now, again, if you want my personal opinion. I want Reinsdorf to sell the team because he just drives me absolutely nuts with the stuff that he does on any given year or whatever, okay? it just – I think we need some new blood. And, again, I know it's his team. You know, he's happy. You know, he's a guy who's got six basketball championships, a World Series with the White Sox. What else does he need, right? He's content. Why not just, you know, do your best to, you know, get second place every year? Because that seems what like he does. He does just enough to give everybody hope, make it seem like the team is really moving in that right direction, and then he does something to just pull the damn rug out from under you. And you sit there and you just shake your head and go, another disappointing year for the White Sox, ladies and gentlemen. And this year really was no different. I mean, it really wasn't. I had such high hopes going into the season. You know, I was telling everybody who would listen that I really thought the White Sox were going to make a push this year. Mm -hmm. I'd really hoped, you know, that they would have. And again, injuries are a part of the game. Next man up, you know, you got to be able to. It just didn't happen. You know, you would finish 500. I mean, wait to think about this. After the All Star break, like when we started playing again, the Sox were in, a, in contention still. We were in contention pretty much all the way until we got swept by Cleveland in that one series at home within the last two weeks of the season. Do you know we finished 11 games out of first? Cleveland won the division by 11 games. Is that? I mean, seriously? Come on, man. That that is just sad. That is extremely sad on many levels. But again, pitching fell apart. Giolito was not the ace he was last year. You know, Lopez. You know, the bullpen. I had fantasy
1: baseball. Be, he does be disappointed.
0: <laughs> oh no, Giolito disappointed big time. You know, the bullpen. Uh, you know, was great at times, but at other times. They just looked like they were just tossing it up out there, man, and people were just knocking them all over the place. And, you know, that's something you've got to fix. You know, everybody needs a strong bullpen, you need a strong staff. You know, Johan Mankata was very disappointing for me this year. He was one of the guys that glaringly stood out in terms of just expecting a lot from him. And you're like, this is your corner, you know, this is your third baseman, man. This guy's your cornerstone in the, in, on your defense and that sort of thing. And he just had a disappointing year, man. I'll, Tim Anderson got hurt again. So we picked up, you know, later in the season, we picked up Elvis Andrus, who actually did a really good job in Tim Anderson's absence, to be very honest with you. He actually had a pretty good end of the year for us. But, yeah, you just things, we just couldn't get it together, man. It was either this or that. The pitching was bad. The offense didn't do anything. And so as a result, man, you fin- that's what you do. You finish 500, 81 and 81. A totally- now, as far as the offseason plan, like I said, one, we got to find a manager. I think that's pretty important. One, we need some more starting pitching now because I think, this is my opinion, you know, Giolito I think, is back, but you don't know what Giolito you're going to get. You know, you hope Dylan Cease capitalizes on what he did this year and comes back. Kopech, you know, had some trouble. You hope that he rebounds. You know, Lance Lynn, I'm not sure what you're going to do there. But, yeah, I think we need to pick up a pitcher or two, make sure that bullpen is solid, and – you know, another left-handed uh, – see, that's the thing, too. Left-handed bat. We didn't have a left-handed hand a real left-handed power hitter on our team in terms of to come off the bench and provide Gavin us Sheets? with a spark. Yeah, but Sheets is, didn't play every day, man. Like, he, they I would him. I
1: can there for Gavin Sheets.
0: Yeah, well, you might – you know what? Hey, you want a GM? We could do that. But I'm just telling <laughs> you, man. I just – we needed to pick up some – we needed to pick some, honestly. We needed some more left-handed power. And we yeah. didn't pick it up. Like Schwarber was available. Mm-hmm. Schwarber had, what, 30-something home runs for the Phillies this year, yep. if I'm not mistaken? Almost 40? Well, I'm just saying, though, bro. Do you tell me I Schwarber agree. couldn't have done any better a- in Comiskey Park? Oh, he would have
1: he, he tore the ball off of Comiskey Park without a shot of a doubt. I agree e- with that.
0: Exactly. And did we go get him? No, we did no. not. Why? Probably because he would have cost a little bit of money. And Reinsdorf wasn't willing to spend that money. What about Jose? Like, well, that guy's the MVP of the team. I really hope he comes back next year, to be very honest with you. Because here's a guy who's solid. If nothing else, he's a locker room leader. I mean, the guy is solid all the way around. He, he hits for average. He always has a good average, you know, 280, 290. He hits 30 some home runs a year, 100 RBIs. What else do you want from the guy? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's, a, he, he's a rock on our team. He really is, and I, I really hope Jose comes back next year. You know, he's getting older. He's been in, what, 10 years now or so, 10, 11 years in the league. Something like that. He's our elder statesman. Yeah, and, and it just, yeah, it's it, you know, I I hope he, I really hope he comes back. I love Jose Abreu. Uh, you know, he's in that mold of White Sox first baseman that we've had. We've been very lucky the last, what, 30 years. Frank Thomas, Paul Karnirko, Jose Abreu. Great first baseman in the White Sox organization the last 30 years. Definitely can't argue with that. But again, one title to show for it, my friend, <laughs> one title to show for it. So what can you do? Now, 2005 will live on forever in my heart.
1: <laughs> I definitely agree with you. That was a good team. Now I wanted to ask you this question a while ago. Now sure. during this, this season, uh, you guys played the Yankees and yes. um, there was something between Tim Anderson and unfortunately Josh Donaldson that was said Um Yeah, oh yeah. This led to Josh Donaldson being suspended for one game. Um as a as a white as you following the White Sox, what was your take on
0: that? Uh I don't I see here's the thing. Tim is a fiery guy, okay? And obviously there was some stuff from the year before with Donaldson. And but see, here's the thing too. Donaldson had a reputation for kind of being one of those guys who rubbed teammates the wrong way, it appeared. Wherever he went, there seemed to always be a problem with Josh. And so I, I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I know that the year before that him and Donaldson had gotten into it about something. They were drawing at each other, I think, at second base about something, and somehow that carried into the next year. Again, I don't know why. I don't know exactly what was said, obviously. But yeah, you just... I don't know, you know... I know sometimes boys will be boys, but it seemed like I, I would really like to know because it seemed like it was a very serious thing. Like I said, Donaldson gets a one-game suspension for it. So, again, I don't know if, you know, Tim maybe should have gotten the same thing or whatever he said, you know, they said to each other, whatever the thing was, they were drawn back and forth. You know, I just chalked that up to, again, there's obviously something there. They, some, you know, they rubbed each other the wrong way. Like not everybody's going to get along in baseball, that's for sure. You got different personalities. You got this and that. And obviously Tim just wasn't having it with Donaldson and Donaldson obviously wasn't going to back down from anything Tim had to say or whatever. And so there you go. And so, you know, this is what ends up happening. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly what it was, but nonetheless, you know, sometimes in baseball that just happens.
1: You mentioned, what can you do? I agree. You mentioned, I want to go back to the, really. I just wanted to ask that question, but nope. back to the, no, back no, to sure. the Manager perspective. Now Tony LaRusso, for those who give you to give context, um had to had to get a pacemaker. He's been having some yeah. health issues for the past yeah. few years. And mm-hmm. uh, August 30th was his last game, I believe, as manager. And yeah. uh, he stepped down. Um when you when you look at when he when you look when Miguel Kairos took 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 over. If, if Miguel Cairo is not the guy, mm-hmm. who else do you see the White Sox would go after as manager? I like Miguel Cairo. I well, think he should be a manager.
0: Yeah. Um, that's a very good question, honestly, because with Reinsdorf, I never know. And I've heard a few names, like Girardi. And I'm going, eh, he's got that nice cushy gig with the Marquee Network. I don't think Joe wants to come to the Southside and deal with Reinsdorf, right? Nor does, you know, and again, I... I've, again, not name dropping, but obviously with working at Wrigley Field, I've met a lot of these guys. And Girardi was a player back then when I started at Wrigley. So I've actually met Joe Girardi as well. Seems like a very nice guy, you know, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, went on to the Yankees, of course, as a manager and all that. We all know that. But I I don't think Girardi would be a right fit, anyways. I mean, I mean, when you think, like, who else is out there in the sense of, like, who needs a job? Like, I thought we should have got A.J. Hinch myself because he was available at the time we hired Tony. And again, I mean, yeah, okay, Houston cheating scandal, yada, yada, yada. But really, not, did you punish I'm the Astros? I have been opposed
1: to seeing that, no.
0: No, I mean, just what I'm saying. Like, A.J. Hinch would have – I thought at the time would have been someone, you know, no offense to Tony. But, I mean, I've heard Joe Madden's name, Joe Girardi. And I'm like, ah, what are you doing? Like, I – these are not guys who are not the right fit here, man. I, I just – and here's the reason I think, too, that I want Miguel Cairo. Okay. Because I'm always I, – I, I always – in his press conferences after games, he at least was straightforward about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what we have to do. I have to do a better job of this. I have to – you know, I have to make sure the guys are ready. I have to – you know, that's what you want to hear from a coach. you got to take some responsibility. Tony didn't always do that. You know, Tony's press comment, oh, I didn't know that this, or I forgot about that rule, or blah, 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 or whatever it was. You know, and it's like, yeah. Miguel, I just think Miguel deserves a shot. I'll put it that way. And like I said, whether Reinsdorf does that or not, I don't know. If I had, if I, if I were a betting man, I would say he he doesn't give Miguel the job. But again, who does he offer the job to? That, I'm not 100% sure of. With Reinsdorf, anything is possible. Again, he pulled Tony La Russa out of nowhere to coach the White Sox. And let's not forget that. Yes, we have Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams is there. But don't fool yourselves, boys and girls. It's Jerry Reinsdorf's team. And whatever Jerry says or whatever Jerry wants is what happens, which is how Tony La Russa ended up in the manager's seat for the White Sox. So that's why I say I don't really know what Jerry's thinking. I don't know what's in that man's head, but I really hope somehow somebody talks him into obtaining Miguel Cairo and giving him a shot at you know the at managing the White Sox. That's my personal opinion. I agree with that. Again, and after you know, this later- after this year, yeah, I don't know. After this year, somebody you know, we'll see if somebody else is out of a job. You know, the major leagues there's always turnaround. There's turnover all the time. You know, obviously you got 12 teams in the playoffs, so I don't think any of those coaches will be available. So you look to the other 17 who didn't make the playoffs and you see what their situation is and, you know, see if somebody's on the hot seat or something, and then, you know, you go from there. But as of right now, I I really don't know, you know, because the guys who are out of baseball, I feel like they're out of baseball for a reason. And so maybe you don't want to go that route. You know what I mean? Like, Like a Girardi, like a Joe Madden. That sort of thing. Yep, let's yep. not go to that well, shall we? Let's try to find something new and exciting here. Let's, let's get somebody start, in yeah. here who's gonna, yeah. Let's get somebody in here who's gonna spark this team, who's gonna get mm-hmm. in their behinds, who's gonna push some of these younger guys, because this still, you know, this is not an old team by any means. Okay. Jimenez, Louis, Robert, uh, Lurie Garcia, Gavin Sheets, as you mentioned earlier, yep. these guys are all still under thirty. And they're These guys are mid-20s. This is the prime of their careers. This is the time to strike while the iron is hot. Yes, Abreu was a little older, but you need that. You need that guidance. You need that leadership. And that's what Jose brings. And he's still producing at a high level. So why not bring the guy back? You know what I mean? Yes. So, yeah, we got to get on the ball here. We got to find us a manager. And I hope that they do the right thing and give Miguel Cairo the job. We'll see. I agree.
1: Now, you know, what's interesting, Nick, is this is the second team.
0: You want them <laughs> The 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 Bears what? and the White Sox. Oh, don't even – bro, Chicago sports, man, they kill me. Like it's tough being a Chicago sports fan these days, my friend. Trust me. It's not, it's not great. Like I know that. I'm trying to deal with it. I'm trying – you know, I don't – I have to live my life. So I can't let it affect me like that. But, man, it's really tough being a Chicago fan these days. We take a lot of stuff from everybody else.
1: But, but hold, I mean? hold on for a second. I mean, the Chicago Bulls—they're going to come back healthy this year. You know, the Chicago well, yes, they Sky. Are.
0: They're they're a shining yeah. light. They're a shining light. In the Sky, obviously, yes. They didn't. They didn't quite get as far as last year, but they still had a great season. They played tough. They played hard. Again, I appreciate that. I do. But man, my you know my two loves are baseball and football. Mate. Football, right? Like it's hard hard being a Chicago fan. When your football team and your baseball team just aren't cutting it, man. It's just terrible.
1: Well, Now, again,
0: basketball season is upon us. Hockey season is upon us. The Hawks are still a young team, and I think they're about two, three years away from doing anything. Hmm. But it's always good to see that at least they're moving in a direction. The Bulls, same thing. I think the Bulls actually – here we go, hot take for this year, right? But, no, Uh I think the Bulls have the potential to make the playoffs and actually make a little noise in the Eastern Conference. Again, I'm not saying they're going to win it and go on to the you know, NBA Finals, but I think if this team stays healthy and stays together and plays, I think we have the potential to make the playoffs and cause a little noise. That's all I'm going to say about that. Guaranteed. Hey, you brought RuPaul back. I love it. <laughs> Fantastic. I love that clip. That's my favorite clip. RuPaul, it's great. I know. So really quick,
1: um, I'm going to transition to my team, the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Because you know what? You guys actually had a pretty good year this year, oh, considering I mean, what a lot of people thought you were going to have.
1: Exactly. Uh, a lot of people wrote us off, especially at the end of May. Uh, I believe we were 21 to 30. And um, it was the, we caught up with Allie Rutschman. Um, we didn't have John Meems. He got hurt early. Grace Rodriguez got hurt, so he had to be out for the season. And you know, I'm sitting here like, uh, okay, well, well, we tried. And then, You know, let's just let's just get ready for next year. And then, it, it just just seeing a lot of things. You know, Cedric um, Mullins, you know, didn't really come back to the the year he had last year. The 30, 30 home runs, thirty stolen bases. But he still pro- he still produced. Cole Saucer got traded. a um, lot of lot of interesting moves. And um I'm not going to go as far as saying this Oriole team reminds me of the the year we won the wild card with Mark Reynolds and Joe Saunders and those guys. But I'm just part of the resiliency that they showed. Um there are, there are some things the Baltimore Orioles do need to fix. I think they need. A couple, they need they need, they need a couple starters. Um, and they need to work on the bullpen a little bit more. I think the bullpen needs some fixing, and they definitely need a couple pitchers. Uh, as much as I think Jordan Louse, I like to see him back here for another year. He was definitely our, our, technically our de facto number one guy innings eater. Uh, but when it came down to others, I needed you, you need you want to get guys deeper into innings, and that's something we just really struggled on. Um, I, I thought trading Trey Mancini, it still kind of stings, um, but that's what happens when you, you're part of a, re, a rebuild. Somebody that you know has been with us for quite some time, even you know the best player on your you know on your on your club may have to go for the greater good of the team. And um, I definitely think this year is a starting point for what we're ready to compete for next for 2023. Michael Elias knows that. Um, and I, and it's just, I'm really proud of the fact that we still stayed the course, even through the midst of the drama, with the Angels family, um, particularly the the, the sons, uh, younger brother, older brother, battling over whose team it is. No, I, he wants to sell the team. Like, and, and, you know, then you know, Miss Angels kind of gets involved. It's just been a mess. I really do hope Peter Angels is doing well. Is doing okay. I know past for years he has been doing well, health wise, um, but he had the the fall. A couple years ago, Major League Baseball stepped in and said, "One of someone got to take over the team." So um, I'm really proud of proud of these guys. Um, Brandon Hyde, you know, I felt bad bad for him because it felt like he was just a, a sacrifice lamb. And um, I'm glad that he's been given the opportunity to prove that he deserves to be uh, the manager for this team. Uh, but the sky's the limit for this team. I do see some things happening. I could see some guys be traded, but Um, I think we all know what we, I think I kind of see the plan. I see the vision for the offseason. It's going to be a good one. And that payroll will finally, finally be up there amongst the great teams.
0: (laughs) Well, no, you know, and the thing is too, it's tough because you guys play in a really tough division. When you think about it, I mean, you got to play New York, you got to play uh, Boston, Tampa Bay. Uh, who else is in your division there? That's the uh, uh, the East. That's uh, Toronto. I mean, they got three teams in the playoffs this year. That East division. So it's a. I mean, again, I, I give you guys credit. Like I said you had a pretty good year from where you started. You managed. You know, you're in that wild. You know, you were kind of in that wild card race where they would they would include Baltimore like in the wild card standings. Like you'd see him. and go, hey, the Orioles might have a yep. shot. But you know, again. Very tough in the American League this year uh, with the way a lot of the teams played. But, again, you know, you finished the game better than the White Sox, who were predicted to, like I said, be in the World Series this year by some people. So, I think that's a win, my friend, you know, for young. Because, like you said, the la- you know, the last time I can remember, and, again, not trying to pour salt on your wound here, my friend, but the last time I remember Baltimore at- being really relevant was in the 80s. Early, 80, you know, we played Baltimore 80s, yeah. in 83, it, you know, in the American league champion series, whatever, you know, back then it was just, you know, a few teams that made the playoffs, but you guys beat mm-hmm. us three to one to move on. You know, it was like, Oh, great. We lost to Baltimore, you know, like, <laughs> ah, come on. But that's the, you know, that's one of the last times I really remember Baltimore like being a serious contender. And like, you know, it's been a lot of years. And I know, like I said, you made the wild card. You guys have made the playoffs here and there, but it's been a tough go yeah. for Oriole fans. Mm-hmm. You got that nice, beautiful I mean, stadium me, and Camden Yards, you know, yeah. you know it's nice. Yeah. What I mean, are you gonna I do? Mean, for me, and again, you—you've been a fan all your life, right?
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, for me, like the last true taste of success, I believe, was the '97 season, the year okay, uh, yeah. turning to rest That Jeffrey Myers catch—that's trying to I don't care. Anyone's got to say. Um, I'm not letting <laughs> that go. Right. I'm sorry. I can't.
0: No, nope. oh, um, Fair enough. And then yeah, after that,
1: I, I. Saw this team really struggle. I mean, I saw like the team at its lowest. I mean, we had yeah. good, good, good players like Didn't Jeff. Did you nine, lose 100 DJ games one all... year? Yeah, we Didn't did. We lost lose 100 think, like for two years? years. 100,
0: yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, man, it's like, what's there, going on in Baltimore? Fired. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like well, I mean, the thing is, with that, you know, we traded guys a year too late. Manny Machado, Zach Bradley, we should have traded them a year before. And unfortunately, when you know, it's yeah. it's interesting looking at that trade now. The only truly guy that really panned out in that trade was Dylan Tate. Everybody else,
0: okay, just yeah, did nothing, trash. Right?
1: No, because yeah. that and the the trades that Crazy. Dan Duquette made for those guys, they are trash, <laughs> horrible.
0: Yeah. You know. Oh my God. Dude. Yeah. So I'm Stephen glad to see. Come.
1: I'm glad to see the Orioles in a in a good in a good direction, for sure. Yeah, um, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's let's look at this playoff picture really quick. Oh, um, sure. Before, before we get into the playoff picture, really quick
0: MVP. Um, ah, I um, don't know. What do you think? I mean, I'm, here's the thing. I look at you know what again. People look at the obvious, you know, when you look at candidates, you're like, well, this guy had a great year, this guy had a great year, this guy had a great year. Mm-hmm. But the sports writers vote for this stuff. Yep. Right? This is the the MVP, is like the sports writers vote for this. Yes. So I mean, you know, do you throw in an Aaron Judge for what he did? And an MVP Rabbit, did, did he do enough? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, do you did he do enough outside of the 62 to go, yeah, that's warranted. So there, we'll put Aaron Judge in the MVP conversation. You know, well, again, I mean, I'm just throwing out names here, you know, in the sense of, you know, you look at Toronto and go, do you throw a Guerrero out there? Did he do enough for his team? Because, you know, MVP stands for most valuable player. Right. And to me, that should count for something. Yes. If you're a guy on a team who is the most valuable player on your team, that's what that should be. That, to me, is what that award should be. And it hasn't always been that yeah. way, in my opinion. So that's why I say sometimes it's really hard to to really handicap an MVP race and go, well, this guy, man, look what he's done for his team. This guy should be a candidate for that. But you're like, well, no, we're not looking at that. We're looking at individual stuff. You know, a guy like Aaron, like you said, Aaron Judge sitting 62. I mean, the Yankees won 100 games, right? Yes. But look at the team the Yankees have. They were, you know, they could win 100 games without Aaron Judge. Yes, 60 homers are great. But if you plug somebody else in there who only hit 30, 40 home runs, the Yankees could still win hundred games is all I'm saying. I'm not trying to take away from Aaron judge. I'm just putting it in the context of what we're talking about here. But yes, obviously you could argue that Aaron judge is the most valuable player on the Yankees. But again, yeah. What about other guys on other teams who have had just as good of years, maybe not as many home runs, but they were the MVP of their team and who should, you know, so that's all I'm saying. Like I never, with this stuff, I always kind of have a problem with trying to figure out who should really get the nod. But, again, would I be upset if Aaron Judge got it? Probably not. Like, again, your team wins 100 games. You hit 62 home runs. I mean, you've got a good average. Uh, You know, I I don't think he made too many errors in the outfield this year. So, you know, Aaron Judge, I don't know. I might go that route, only, again, ask me whatever you like, sir.
1: When we when you talked about MVP, do you do you believe winning matters with MVP?
0: If I say no, will you hold it against me? No. <laughs> no, absolutely I mean, not. No. I don't think I don't think it should be you. I, I, I don't think it should be one of the only things considered, is my point. Because I've known like again, it's most valuable player, and you could have a losing team, but this guy was the guy on his team that held it together, whatever. But My argument usually ends up, you know, people go, well, no, that's not right. You got to be a winner. Well, why do you have to be a winner in that sense? Why does your team have to win 100 games for you to be an MVP? So I don't know. Again, it's always usually individual stats, generally. You know, people look at that, you know, is, you know, average home runs, you know, does he play the field well and doesn't make a lot of errors, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. Again, I'm not, you know, like I said, I wouldn't be disappointed if Aaron Judge won. But I guess I would put him as the front runner, given everything that happened and with the way Shohei, the Yankees I mean, finished this year. Right. Well, see, here's the thing with mean, Shohei. I
1: didn't mean to cut you off. I
0: apologize. Oh no, that's quite all right. I mean, but with Shohei, I'm just you're impressed in general with that guy. Yes. Here's a guy who pitches every fifth day, but pretty much hits all the time. Like he's in the lineup almost daily, even when you know, even when he's not pitching. So. Is that guy the most valuable player on his team? I would think so. Should be. But, right? But it's an easy argument to make. Like, who else does that? Nobody else does that. I agree. It's like, and, yeah, but, again, he might get consideration, but at the end of the day, people are going to go, well, he doesn't have the numbers for this, or he doesn't have the numbers for that. It's like, yeah, but name me one other guy who plays as often as he does and does what he does. I mean, nobody pitches every fifth day and hits every day. I don't know any, you know, nobody else in the major leagues does that, right? You know what I mean? Like that is an accomplishment in and of itself for one to be a pitcher and a hitter in the same, you know, in the same team. And so again, I'm always impressed with Otani, and that's why when the Angels come to Sox Park every year, I go. I just want to see Otani play. You know, I hope he's pitching. I know I'll see him hit, but I always want to see Shohei play. That guy's phenomenal. I will always go see the angels play at Comiskey park for that reason alone. And that's to me, that's the, that's why I say that's an MVP. That guy will make me actually buy a ticket and go to the stadium just so I could see him play. Aaron judge doesn't necessarily do that for me. You know I mean? I can give or take Aaron judge, you know, I'm not going to go just see the Yankees play, but a guy like Shohei, he's an attraction and you go, you watch that guy play. That's what, you know, so yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Like I, but again, I, I'm probably gonna go with Aaron Judge just because of the way it happened, everything that happened. The Yankees are winning, they're favored to go to the World Series. You know, I'd probably go with Aaron Judge.
1: I agree with you. And ladies and gentlemen, be tuned in. We're gonna I'm actually gonna when the show's over, we're we're gonna I'm gonna to touch base with Nick again. We're gonna do it actually in a an award show.
0: Um, oh okay. All right, we can do so, that.
1: I mean, I, I wrote down I I wrote down some names of, of each category who's MVP. Rookie of the Year, Cy Young, um, but really, I mean, honestly, I I agree with what you said, Nick. Aaron Judge should be MVP because um, he did more for his team, and yeah, um, yeah. I, I just think the year that he's had, oh. I really personally think he and Shohei Otani should get consideration for. I think you wow. should have co MVP. That's just my opinion. I yeah. think,
0: that wouldn't be a bad thing, right? I mean, it's... Um,
1: but I know realistically they're going to go for Aaron wow. Judge. So,
0: oh yeah, I mean, I know. Angels didn't win. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, Angels didn't win anything, so you go with who wins.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, we're going to go into the playoff picture, now, I want to get a, uh, give a shout out to John Lenny uh, because he actually John. he actually put out this um, playoff his prediction of what the playoffs would look like, and um, yeah, I wanted to get your thoughts on this, Nick. So he actually thinks the Mets are going. Going to win the World Series, uh, he actually yes, gave his explanation as that. well, and yeah. um, he said Saint Louis would defeat Philadelphia, even though their bullpen struggled
0: today. Um, they did. Philadelphia got one up on them, so.
1: And he also with Tampa Bay and Cleveland. Cleveland won the got the first one today. Um, and yeah, Seattle. they beat Seattle when they beat
0: the Rays. Yep. Now, and see, here's where I differ with John. Mm-hmm. Because I even asked John this when he showed this to me. Because he asked my opinion. And I said, oh, no Seattle? And I kind of jokingly said that to him. Like, what, no Seattle? And my thing was, was the bullpen. And I heard this stat today, and this amazed me. Major League Baseball is hitting 200 against that Seattle bullpen with Munoz and the other guy. Like, today Castillo started for Seattle and pitched like seven and two-thirds scoreless baseball. And then Munoz came in and finished the game. That pitching for Seattle, if that holds up, look out, my friend. Because that pitching is what what wins in playoff time. Let's be honest. Everybody can hit the ball. Everybody does. But if you can pitch in the playoffs, you're going to go far. And I'm telling you, I know Seattle kind of snuck up on everybody this year. But they're for real, man. And they're here to play. I'm, and agree. I'm telling you, if that pitching holds up, look out. Because Seattle will go far. Now, again, yep. I don't know that in a seven-game series they would beat the Yankees. But, man, it would be fun to watch if they got that far. Now, personally, I i mean, I could – I could. Toronto, Toronto impresses me just because – of the sheer, like what, you know, where they came from, you know, Toronto's and hasn't been relevant really in years, but you've built the team with Bichette and Guerrero and Springer and these guys, and they're playing good baseball. Yep. So you, root, you know, you root for a team like Toronto. You're like, these kids are good. I like to watch them play. They're energetic, yada, 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 the whole thing. Right. You know, they got a catcher that looks like a fire hydrant, that kid, Kirk, like a little chubby guy playing catcher, Christian right? Kirk, but the Kevin guy the, plays. Uh, yeah. Kirk, Yep. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a fire plug, right? Doesn't he? Like, look at the guy. He yep. looks like he's about 280 at five, you know, 5'7 and 280. But again, the kid goes out there and plays every day, man. He's a good catcher. Like, you like Toronto. Um, I do think Seattle can win this series, though. And it was even before today's game, I said, man, you know, Seattle pitches the way that they can and that bullpen. Man, <sighs> look out for Seattle. But initially, when I saw the playoff bracket, I mean, obviously, Houston is number one. New York is number two. And I'm sorry. I have a thing for Dusty Baker. I like the guy. He doesn't win, unfortunately, when it comes to the big games. But I love Dusty Baker. Right. Unfortunately, because I like Dusty Baker. Nice guy. And, you know, very pleasant to be around. Yes. Okay. Third time, yes, I met Dusty Baker. He was the manager of Chicago for a few years. So, yes, I've met Dusty Baker. I'll just clear that out of the way now. Always a nice guy. Always said hello. Oh, yeah. People are going to be like, would you stop name-dropping, Nick? I'm sorry. I work at a ballpark. No, I, I, see a I lot of I, yeah. I
1: love this. I'm you know. loving
0: it. No, yeah. But, you know, so Dusty was always nice. Good guy. Choose the toothpick all the time. It's great. You got to love Dusty. But, yeah. no, looking at this, though, like, seriously, you know, Houston obviously is a powerhouse. Um, but I personally don't want to see Houston win just because of the cheating scandal. You know what I may mean? Make me sound a little, you know, I'm just saying like, whatever. You guys won, you won. Nobody's taking away the championship from you. I get it. You won, you won. But, you know, I don't need to see Houston again. They won it. That's fine. Right. Um, but looking at this bracket, you're sitting to yourself, well, how do you bet against New York? Because you they could be either Cleveland or Tampa Bay in a seven-game series. Do you know what I mean? And even with Houston, you're looking at Houston going, well, they get Seattle or Toronto. They're still looking – they could beat both of those teams in a seven-game series. Yep. So, I, you know, I hate to say it, but I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a Houston-New York, you know, championship series with the Yankees moving on to the World Series. I just – I, you know, again, not a particular Yankee fan, but I just think this year with the way they've rolled and you're riding the Aaron Judge wave, you know, I do think the Yankees could make the World Series, and I would – probably give them the best odds right now out of any of the other teams there. Right. But again, that's just today as we're talking today now on the national league side, I'm a little more intrigued because you know, the Mets won hundred games and are the fourth seed just because, you know, and as a matter of fact, the Cubs swept them in that three game series. has probably yes. hurt them. Yeah. So that's kind of one of those things you go, wow, you let the Cubs take you out like that. That's crazy. But I, I like New York. I do. But I'm going to be honest with you, man. Atlanta looked tough this year. They did. And Atlanta, I think, could beat Philly or St. Louis in that seven – again, in that seven-game series. I think they could take out St. Louis or Philly, which would put them in, you know, again, the championship. Uh, I mean, does San Diego have enough to come back with you, Darvish? And um, No. no. I'm oh, not... come on. What's up, boys? Right. No, no. Well, I'm, um, that's what I'm Mr. saying. Davis, like, Does San Diego have enough? Yeah, thank you. Machado and the boys, like – no, Machado – who's the guy who got – Tatis got suspended, sorry.
1: Tatis is out, yeah,
0: for – Yeah, Tatis he's is down. out. He got – yeah, he's, he got suspended. But yeah, Machado in there, so I think San Diego goes out, honestly. I think New York takes care of them. I think that's yeah. done. Now you got New York and L.A. possibly. You sit there and you go, can New York take L.A.? I do think they can. I mean, I would love – I would love to see a Mets-Braves championship series – Mm. For the sheer fact of them battling it out, battling out all year in that in that East Division. Yes. Like I would love to. See, yes. I would love to see Atlanta and the Mets in that championship series. And I'm not going to lie to you, I'd love to see Atlanta move on. I really would. Um, yeah. But that that I that's where I'm having the trouble. Like, do I do I really do I really get behind Atlanta and go? Yeah, Atlanta makes the World Series to play the Yankees. But if I think as if we're talking today, that's my prediction, Nate. I'm going to go Braves Yankees. Since you're okay. gonna since you're gonna put me on the spot, sir. No, but uh I'm gonna go Braves Yankees for the World <laughs> Series this year. And that's that's right, you know. I will go with that. That's my prediction okay. there for right now. Now, who wins that series? I you know, not to root for the evil empire, but uh, you know, the Yankees are who they are for a reason, my friend. They spend the most money, they get the best players, and again, if everything holds up like it should, you would think the Yankees would come out on top. But again, I look for an entertaining exactly. series. I always want to, you know, I always want to, but yeah, I think we could see Braves Yankees. I could totally see that. And, you know, the Yankees hoisting another banner, my friend. So yep. for right now, uh, as of today, that would be, um, my, be my prediction.
1: I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. Uh, I, I think, I, I don't think today changed anything um, in terms of the games. I, I was a surprised. As I just see the Cardinals just collapse the way they did. They, they don't finish games properly. That showed last year against the Dodgers. Um, yeah, I thought they would have fixed that. I, 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 I've been very vocal on the Padres. I don't have anything against them. I'm just not sold on them as a team. Um, no, I just kind of feel no, no, no. like they've. I mean, they have all the pieces. Uh, really quick, uh, Brandon Dory definitely should be considered comeback player of the year. Uh-
0: Hey, if RuPaul says it, then it's got to be my friend. That's right. No, but I I, mean, the year, I mean, I guess, you know, I mean, the last, I guess I can't argue with that. Like, I I guess I don't have a real argument against that in that sense. So, I mean, I would probably go with you on that one.
1: You know, I mean, because I mean, like, the really, like truly, like, great season he had was when he was with the the (laughs) D backs. He was just kind of this dream in the past few years, but I just really see his, like, he rejuvenates career. I'm really happy to see him out there. Um, no, I,
0: I get, I get I, it's hard I, to argue with that. I get you.
1: I I I just think it's going to be the Mets, Dodgers, Braves, okay. Cardinals, and that DLs. And I think it's going to be the Dodgers and the Braves in the NLCS. I I, I just think okay. the Dodgers are just. I think the Mets will still one, if not they'll still okay. two. I think the Mets will get two, but okay. The, the, the Dodgers are the best team. I think I, I mm. think other than the Braves, I think they've been the, the team in the NL. They they're the, they're the team you got to beat. I mean they won what 109, hundred and nine, hundred and ten games this year. They have been Yeah,
0: that's uh that's impressive, isn't it?
1: <laughs> that's you I, know, I what do you say? And they ain't they, they take their foot off the gas. Um
0: no, Tony uh,
1: Gosselin only lost a game. Um, I mean Freddie Freeman, he you know, he his first year with the with the with the Dodgers, he's panned out, he's played very well. Well,
0: see that's the thing too. Leaving Atlanta and going there. Mm-hmm. My goodness. I mean, did, did the Dodgers really need another superstar on their team? Did they? No. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? You're like, that's just sick. Like, that's just wrong on so many levels. But, you know, that is what again. When teams have money to spend, they do. Yep. I mean, this is the whole reason, you know, you can get mad at L.A. Like you said, these are the evil umpires. You can get mad at the Yankees. You can get mad at the Dodgers. But they have the money to spend, and they go out and spend it. And they get the players that they feel they need to strengthen in their team and make it better. I mean, yeah. the team was already good, but then you had Freddie Freeman, and you go, well, it's, you know, to the rich go the spoils, right? Like, come on. Right. But when I, when I Excite, look at the you know.
1: Braves, though, like, they had they just I, – I, my concern was, oh, how's an offense now going to look with Freddie Freeman? Like, I know Matt Olsen is going to give you 30 home runs easily. Yes. And, and they mm-hmm. haven't disappointed. I mean, like nope. –
0: uh, Like I said, they battled New York all year, man, and look what ended up Mm -hmm. happening.
1: You know what I mean? But I'm just saying, when I look at the Mets, they're going to remember this. I I think the Mets, they're going to – I think this might be wild, but I see the New York Mets (laughs) sweeping the San Diego Padres. Guaranteed.
0: Okay. I, I will look for that, Nate. I will still really be watching. <laughs>
1: and I think also too, I think the, I think the Cardinals will not lose another game. I think they're going to beat Philly.
0: Um so you think they'll win three straight, huh? Yes.
1: I think okay. The I think Tampa Bay will get one. I think
0: Cleveland on will move Cleveland, on. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah,
1: I I'm not, I can see
0: unfortunately. I can see Cleveland moving on without too much issue in Tampa Bay, right? I can see yeah. that. Um, but then you run I, into the think, juggernaut that is the Yankees.
1: But I, but I think with Seattle and Toronto, I can see that game actually being a tie series.
0: I, I can see that. 2-2 oh, two, two, and then going to game five. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I think it's going to come again. You got the, you got two young teams here, like two young teams that are hungry, and they mm-hmm. both have good players on both sides. Again, it's going to come down to the pitching, and if Seattle can pitch the way that they that they are, like I said after today's game, you went, wow, that's pretty impressive. So yeah. again. If the pitching goes up for Seattle, man, look out. I mean, they gotta, you know, if they make it to the next round, you gotta face Houston, Mm -hmm. which again we know Houston is strong. They, they, you know, they have been the last six, seven years. So, you know, but uh, (laughs) I like I like like upstarts. I love upsets. I'm not gonna lie. So, uh, would I be happy if Houston got eliminated? Absolutely. But again, as I said, you're that good for a reason. You know what I mean? Your team is Mm -hmm. great. We all know this. You're the number one seed in the AL, you know, for a reason. So, yep. oh, but yeah. But I love playoff baseball. This is the best time of the year. It's fantastic, yep. you know. And I really hope. I just want to see some really good competitive games. You know, hopefully one or two upsets along the way, and you know, I'll be happy. <laughs>
1: yep. So I mean, I, I see Cleveland and New York in the in the a, ALDS. Um, I'm yeah. going to give Seattle the, the edge over Toronto against Houston in the ALDS. Um, okay. L.A., New York, Atlanta, Chicago, uh, St. Louis. I want to keep saying Chicago, Atlanta, and St. Louis, and then it's going to maybe be maybe in a few years, L.A. Come back, who knows? <laughs> and Atlanta, the Dodgers, New Houston, right? and then the Yankees and the ALCS and LCS. And I think it's going to be the Houston Astros versus oh, okay, the Atlanta Braves in the World oh. Series. Yeah.
0: Damn. So you agree with Atlanta, but you take Houston over the Yankees. Okay. I could I can dig it. I, I, I just I just think that
1: my my thing is I think with Aaron Judge, I see Houston approaching him a little bit differently. Um sure. they're gonna make him, they're gonna, they're gonna make. Houston's gonna make those guys work for those at bats As
0: you should. As you should. And um I mean Or when there's uh, nobody on, just walk him and go to yep. the next guy.
1: Yep.
0: You know, why not? I think
1: it's just going to come out to, I think, can who's who at who offensively for that series is going to show up Houston or New York? That's going to be the key.
0: Yeah. No, it very well could be. You're very, you're very, I think that's a good point. Yep. Yep. And, you know, El Tuve and the boys, we'll see what they got, right? Yep. See if they can hit that New York that high priced New York pitching they got there. <laughs>
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we are coming to the end of Big Nate Sports Talk Podcast. But before we get into that, we're going to close out with our final segment of the show. Incoming message. Final message. Um, Nick, I do appreciate you taking the time this evening and uh, just talking baseball. Appreciate you. Uh, Shout out to those that were in the comments earlier today much appreciated do you have any you know final message final word you would like to say
0: uh you know I well, I, I kind of mentioned this on Tuesday and I guess maybe I'll just for anybody who didn't hear it I'll continue it here I love music and I think I've made that known for anybody who's paid attention throughout the kind of the let's talk football group and you guys and everybody I love music I sing all the time I'm always doing so you know somebody says a line I'll start singing a song that, that reminds me of that or whatever And recently, the music business, you know, suffered a few losses in terms of artists. You had P&B Rock, who was murdered for his chain, apparently, while he was eating lunch, which, again, that's another comment for another time on that, you know, on that sort of thing. But, you know, there's a young guy who loses his life for pretty much a stupid reason, Um, you know, but I know he was a big, my nieces were huge fans of this guy. They, when he came to Chicago, they, they went and got their tickets and saw the guy live and Got their pictures with him. Seemed like a good kid and, you know, was willing to talk to everyone. So it's a shame to see this such a young man get gunned down, you know, in the prime of his life, basically. Then, of course, kind of from my generation, we lost Coolio, 60 years old. You know, for those of you, I mean, again, if you were alive in the mid-90s, you know, know, Gangster's Paradise was probably one of the songs of the decade. You know, 95, that song was played all the time everywhere. If If you guys remember the Box video channel, on TV, that video was played literally 40 times a day. You know, no everybody knew what Gangster's Paradise was. You know, and again, uh, that was probably his. You know, obviously that was his biggest hit. But Coolio was a guy who, you know, was still around doing, you know, reunion shows and all that stuff. And you'd see him, and you know, 60 years old, he was still getting out there. And you know, unfortunately, he died of a heart attack. And then for you country music fans, we lost Loretta Lynn, 90 years old. Like this is, you know, uh, for those of you, you know, Loretta. One of her biggest hits was a song called. You're not woman enough to take my man. And the reason I bring that up is, again, because I always laugh. If any of you have ever seen the movie Be Cool, you know that The Rock played a gay bodyguard in the movie, right? And so as one of the things in the film is he wants to get into show business. So he records a music video of him singing You're Not Woman Enough to Take My Man. And it's probably one of the funniest things you'll ever see in your life. So if you get a chance... Watch, be rent, be cool, stream, be cool, and wait for the rock to come on and do Loretta Lynn's "You Ain't Woman Enough to Take My Man." It's absolutely hilarious in your lap. But again, on a serious note, you know, RIP to those three music, uh, you know, musical people. It's, you know, it's very sad, obviously, when anybody passes. But you know, music is a part of our lives. Everybody loves music. Everybody listens to some form of music. Everybody listens, you know. So to lose people who in, in any way have impacted your life in that way musically to me, I, that's a big loss. Like when Prince died, Michael Jackson died, even though I didn't know those men personally, I grew up with them and they were big part of my everyday life musically. And so those things do affect you a little bit. And like I said, I'm sure there were plenty of Loretta Lynn fans out there, plenty of Coolio fans, plenty of fans of PNB rock. So to all of you, I say, you know, my condolences on your loss. And again, just, it always is a good reminder that, uh, you know, appreciate every day, my friends, cause you just never know. So that would be, I guess, my final message.
1: Um, I, I, I second those thoughts. Um, you know, just take each day one day at a time. Um, just be, um, mindful of the things that, uh, whether you, are a spiritual person a religious person and not just uh, the things right. that um, have happened to you have impacted your life positively what is, um you know what has been blessed upon you um, I think sometimes as a society um, as a global community I think we miss miss the we miss that and I think we have to remind ourselves of that daily um, You know, just think of the many things, the good things that uh, God has blessed us with. Um, And it's not, and it's not the, uh, (laughs) I heard in many songs, it's not, it's not the finer things in life. Um, There you go. You know, it's, you know, wealth of abundance, um, you know, allowing to be, you know, just thinking God, thinking God to see another day Um, and just, just trying to be a good person and what you can do um, to be better each day. And um, yep. that would be my 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 closing message as well. Um, I think if we remind ourselves of that daily, I think we'll definitely see a lot of positive and more upbeat um, um, my of men- my mentalities. And then we just have to be reminded of each other of that yeah, daily. So that's definitely my my final message, ladies and
0: gentlemen.
1: Be tuned in for future episodes. Um, I'm going to go ahead and record uh, the. Ravens and Commander's previews. <laughs> and I know look forward to those games. And uh Maryland football as well. Um
0: it also hey, to- go Terps, right?
1: Yes, go Terps. and also to <laughs> Nick, the NFL uh, week five scores. Um also really quick. Um even though this is this was strictly for baseball, uh, we're at week five in the NFL and Nick you said at the beginning before you went on two hundred and five. Injuries guys
0: on the injured reserve list. Yeah. I'm the injured reserve list. That's incredible. Guys are getting hurt left and right everywhere. It's crazy. I don't know. It's not, not good. My friend, Jesus Christ. not good. I mean, with 30, with 30, was it 32 teams? That's like what? Five or six guys from every team on the team? injured reserve that's list. That's what it sounds like. So yeah, seven, five, six, seven guys, whatever. So yeah. Uh, plenty of injuries in the NFL. And you know, maybe that's why we see so much parody. I mean, yeah. look at how many two-and-two two teams there are. And it's like, mediocre, like, too. Yeah, like, I think – isn't it the A – no. One of the divisions, like – every oh, the A, uh, the NFC West, everybody's two-and-two. Two mm-hmm. Outside of Denver, who just lost on Thursday. So now that's they're two-and-three. That. But that's not. But they started – you know, everybody started the week in the NFC West at two-and-two. Two. I mean, uh, sorry, not – uh, Not uh, Denver's in the AFC West. See, I'm losing my mind here, Nate. But, uh, oh, but everybody so like in the AFC NFC West, West is two-and-two. Yeah, everybody's two and two right now in the NFC yeah. West. How incredible is that? That's you know, that's, so I mean, a lot of parity in the NFL this year so far. Yeah, you know, even of, my Bears are two and two. If you don't think there's parity, my Bears are two and two. So figure <laughs> that one out, my friend. Yeah, exactly. How we won two, I'll never know, but we did. So there you go.
1: Oh my goodness, I I hear you. Yeah, right.
0: That's right. But
1: <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to conclude Big Nate Sports Talk podcast. Nick Nicholas, thank you. For being a part of the show, Um Catch Amen. Nicholas Rosario and the crew of Let's Talk Football, the Round Table, and also to me and Nick are with uh, Sean Spencer and Dylan Walsh on Let's This come, Sunday let's Show. Friday. Um That's
0: right, baby. Preview we'll everything.
1: Preview. We preview the football games, and we even give a little. We give a little insight on oh, sure. the games before we, we like start. To speak our minds. Yeah, sort of you know,
0: that sort of thing. Or we
1: like to speak. About some stuff. of us may get cut off. The <laughs>
0: Well, you know, I think I've been taken off at least three times on the show. Right? Just, all of a sudden, my feed went out. I don't know what happened there. I couldn't tell you. So I think it's how it goes, man. Yes.
1: Oh, um, I wish I could play it. I didn't. I didn't have it up. But uh, really quick. Uh, oh, you did the best Shannon Sharp impression. That was really
0: oh, good. They, oh, you guys now see now I appreciate that because you know I knew I, while I was doing it, I'm like I hope this goes over well because you know obviously Handy is, is known for doing the Shannon Sharp impression. But that was my whole point in doing it, was because of what I was talking about. And it involved Handy. And I was like, well, I'm gonna give it back to him and see how he likes it. So I gave him the Shannon Sharp, and then all of a sudden everybody's like, hey, that was pretty good. So thank you all for indulging me in my little impression there. And uh, you know, it was a lot of fun. We always have fun on Tuesday. And I appreciate all you guys do. Nate, thank you for having me on your show. This is yes, like sir. my second or third time with you. So I really do appreciate you uh you know, having me on, it's a great time always, I appreciate your you know, I you're like the hardest working man in podcast history, so <laughs> you got like eight shows going, every every day there's like a new, you know, like, I'm like oh, Nate's putting out another podcast, okay well, let's check that one out you're previewing football, you're doing baseball you talk, I mean, you talk WNBA you talk NBA, you talk this and that like, this guy covers everything, it's amazing so I, I really do appreciate you, sir honestly, thank I do, you. Uh, thank you thank so you. much for what you do, because it's fun, you know, to, to be well-rounded in that sense. You know, you have got a little, that. your hand a little bit of everything. So I try. I appreciate that as well. I know I you try. do. That's why I said, hey man, you know, it's not people. It's, you know, I challenge anyone who thinks that this, you know, just this is easy. I challenge mm-hmm. you to to put up a podcast weekly four or five times. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not trying to talk bad about anyone. But if you think it's easy, you go ahead and give it a shot. See how you do. That's yep. all I'm gonna say about that.
1: Really quick, that. here's the clip. I found it. We're gonna play it really quick. Oh, quickly. you did? Okay.
0: All right. Here we go. This gentleman is on the show, and yet during my segment, what is he doing? Playing around on his computer, <laughs> making notes, telling jokes, trying to be a funny guy. Do I do that during your segment, sir? Do I sit there and make comments? Do I laugh at you? No, I do not, sir. What is, is this? I thought we had a better relationship than this. You know what? Don't make me go shannon sharp on you, because I'm telling you. Let me tell you something, there, Skip. I don't think this is right. Because oh you've been making comments during my segment. I don't think this is funny. I don't think it's funny at all. And let me tell you something else. When I was playing for the Broncos, I called every pass that through to me. Let me tell you something. You say That's what I'm saying to you. Oh <laughs> so, anyway. There you go. Ah, <laughs> yo. Friend, yo jokes aside. Jokes aside. Just, oh, man. There you go. Nothing oh like having God. fun. So, if you want more of that, guys, shameless plug. Check out the round table Tuesday yep. nights. Me, Delilah Crespo, Anthony Handy, Mr. Fingers. We have a great time on Tuesdays. Nate's been on the show before, yep. and we do hope to get Nate back again to talk about his Ravens very soon, hopefully yes. with better news than what happened last week. So, yes. yeah, Nate, 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 Nate we'll definitely have you on soon, Nate. Yes. I will we'll definitely get you back on to talk about those Ravens, my friend.
1: Definitely. My people will yeah. get in contact oh. with you. Oh, always good
0: <laughs> That's right. Well, we'll talk. We'll have the meeting. We'll set it up. We'll do the whole thing. Negotiate yep. contracts, all that good stuff. We got to do all yep. that. Yep. Yeah. So, ladies and you gentlemen, guys think this is easy? Try negotiating Nate's contract. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I teeth. <laughs> Anyways. I know. I'm, I'm having too much fun now. Now I'm just you know, being silly. Oh, my that's goodness.
1: All. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, that's going to conclude the episode. Thank you for tuning in. Please like, comment, subscribe. I'll catch you guys Absolutely. on the flip side. Y'all have a good night. That's right. Have a good weekend.
0: Watch, watch Nate every night. Trust me. You'll love it.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and have a good of weekend. Course.
0: Enjoy college football.
1: Enjoy these football yeah. games. And also to oh, stay yeah. safe, stay cool, and do something fun. Yes. I'll catch you guys
0: there on the side. Peace. Have a good night. Take it
1: easy, guys. Uh, but I get sick of these guys complaining. Uh, these young guys, they never call us and say, When a coach is wrong, I'm going to call him out. But when players are wrong, I'm going to call them out. Thanks for the kind words. But listen, I'm going to criticize guys if they deserve it. And listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Big Nate Sports Talk. If you enjoyed that episode and you want to see more content, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Bring your sports game on Big Nate
1: Sports Sports Talk. Future all the plans you made in your heart grew just to die and now get damaged goods, damaged should never bend. Thought you were bulletproof, look at you What happened, did she hurt you?